Welcome to Steel City Church. We are all about connecting people to a loving God by sharing life together as we love Jesus and love all. We hope with this message you will have a better understanding of who Jesus is and what he did for you on the cross as we dig deeper into his word. Enjoy today's message. When Jesus came to earth the first time, he came not as a king, not as a conqueror, but as the suffering servant. Isaiah chapter 53 reveals this uh, wonderfully. Revealed in Matthew 20, 28, he came not to be served, but to serve. For the disciples, the washing of their feet was in direct contrast to their heart at the time. Remember that they were arguing who was to, who was to sit next to Jesus in his kingdom, who was the most powerful. I could see these dudes walking along the road, fighting and bickering, and, you know, I'm a, I'm a better speaker than you, and you don't do as much as I do. And Jesus had to put up with this for three years, man. It must have been tough. But he loved them. There was no servant to wash their feet. Normally when you walked into a house, there were servants that took care of uh, washing of the feet because when you, when you sat down to eat, the tables were lower and the feet were, were prominent. Can you imagine? In our day and age, going over somebody's house and their, their feet right, sticking right in your face while you're taking a chicken wing, I mean, that would not be cool. This is in essence what was, uh, what was happening here. Jesus washed his disciples' feet. Let's flip over to Philippians chapter 2. We read this last, last week, and we're going to read it again. Let's read from Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, and then we'll dive into Philippians chapter 2. Let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel of Christ. What a statement. We could spend a lot of time just on that introspection, heart evaluation, the motivation of our heart is our manner of life worthy of the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. So that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of you that you are standing firm in one spirit with one mind, striving side by side for the faith of the gospel. Not frightened in anything by your opponents. This is a clear sign to them of their destruction, but of your salvation and that from God. For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake, engaged in the same conflict that you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. All through scripture, we understand this idea of suffering. Jesus Christ never promised us a bed of roses, amen? He promised that we would suffer. Jesus said that if the world hated him, the world would hate us. There is a, a contrast to the world system, the world governance, and the kingdom, and the principles of God's, of God's governance. Man rises to the top with power and authority by crushing those beneath him. God, in lowliness and humility, dives down to the lowest so that he can lift each other up. And this is a beautiful example of what the church is, is all about. Philippians chapter 2. Here's your encouragement. Here's your comfort, people. And here's your participation in the, in the spirit with affection and sympathy. This, this should guide us. This should lead us. This should complete our joy. Here it is. So if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy. 
by being of the same mind of Christ, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Do nothing from rivalry or selfish ambition or conceit or arrogance or through power, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant. Being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him, bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Friends, we don't have any conflict and we don't have any debate. God is God and he will rule forever. He's the unchanging, omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent God whom we serve. Amen. There's no conflict. There's no debate about this fact that God is God. And our lives now are hidden with Christ in God. Perfect example of Christ's humility. So as we look forward to uh, this year and the politics and uh, everything that's going to be happening and everything that's on Facebook and everything that's being blogged and podcasted and the deceitfulness of the media, it doesn't matter what, which, which newscast you're listening to or watching, it's deceit, it's an agenda. The motivation is not godly. The motivation is not, is not righteousness. So when you're, when you're taking in all this stuff, you have to be careful about your heart because it's, it's, it becomes deceitful. We focus on this aspect of what God is calling us to, and that is to lay aside power, to serve, to humble yourself, to be used up, broken bread and poured out wine for the master. Are you ready to be used for God? Amen? And when your human heart and selfishness in your flesh is wanting to uh, win an argument and wanting to be right and wanting to set things straight. Here is the picture of this wonderful, wonderful God that takes a towel, knowing that he's going to the cross for us, washes his disciples' feet. That's power. The power to do what you ought to do. The freedom to do what you ought to do. The freedom to love. The freedom to forgive. The freedom to uh, stand in the gap for people. The freedom to be offended, the freedom to not be uh, understood, the freedom to not be, uh, have yourselves, your, your viewpoints expressed, but just to serve God behind the scenes, loving humility as Christ did. Beautiful, beautiful illustration of Christ's love. Politics. In the, in the human form is all about the attainment of power over people. Christ's kingdom principle is this, that if you want to be great in the kingdom of God, 
If you want to be powerful, if you want to reign in authority in the kingdom of God, you become the servant of all. And this is what Christ is speaking to his church today. Let's lay aside the politics of our nation. Can we begin to serve people one-on-one, changing hearts in our community with our neighbors, boxes of hope and things of this nature? Can we do that? Can we let the politics go? There's some that feel that Donald Trump will still be president. Okay. There's some that uh, understand that Joe Biden is going to be president. Do you know that the Church of Jesus Christ has lasted through every kind of emperor, every kind of king, every kind of regime, every kind of government? Friends, do you know that the the church in China was known as the fastest growing church in an atheistic, communistic state. The church of Jesus Christ was growing and growing and growing and growing. And do you know what they say of us? That we don't live under the lordship of Jesus Christ. We have other gods. That's why we don't stand strong. So this year, I want to I understand this slogan that we have. Follow the sun in 2021. Follow the sun. Follow the sun in 2021. As he is our example of humility, of honoring one another, of submitting to one another, of preferring one another, of service and ministry in the nitty and gritty where the rubber meets the road ministry, one-on-one people. And instead of storming a capital house, let's storm the gates of hell, for that's what the church is all about. Amen? The Bible says the church of Jesus Christ, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And what do we do? We come and walk in under the authority and power of Christ in humility and servanthood, and we lay waste to the strongholds and fortresses of the enemy in our city, in our families, and in our lives. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful idea of letting everything go, but grabbing hold of God and allowing him to use us to be ministered unto us. I don't care who is president of the United States of America. Am I wrong in saying that? I don't care. I know who is king of kings and lord of lords, and I know who has my life. My life and times are in his hands. I know who is the the God of the universe. I know who is my savior. I know who my healer is. I know who my deliverer is. I know the God of peace. I know the God of joy. I know the God that wins the victory over and over and over again and who has called us more than overcomers in in this life. How do we do it? We let everything go and we serve out of love. Mother Teresa said this wonderful comment. I am a little pencil in the hand of a writing God who is sending a love letter to the world. What a great statement by Mother Teresa, amen? I am a little pencil in the hand of a writing God who is sending a love letter to the world. Do you realize the scope and span of your life in touching this world for the gospel? Even though you're a little pencil in the hand of God, he's writing a story of love that he wants to live through your life, live through my life, a story of loving compassion, sacrificial, selfless, 
steadfast, covenantal love to God that's, that's served by serving people. I am a little pencil in the hand of a writing God who's sending a love letter to the world. Do you, do you realize that God is writing his novel of love in your life and how you live it out every day, showing the love of God? Friends, don't you think that our society and our country and our community needs the grace and the love of God at this time? Love broke through. Love will break through the politics. Love will break through the bondages. Love will break through the addictions. Love overcame us. Love overtook us. Love overwhelmed us. The Bible says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has lavished on us extravagantly to win our battles and to set us free. Can we pray that Jesus never stops using us to write his story of love to this world, starting with our family, starting with our neighbors, starting with our community? Story of mercy and grace and truth, spoken and sacrificial, selfless love to all people of every shape, form, race, and of every political persuasion. A love that loves to the uttermost and to the outermost. Can we be released from the outrage that we might feel today and replaced it with outreached hands of love to share the good news of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world? Can you share the gospel with your Democratic or Republican friend who you want to strangle? Can you share, can you share the gospel with them? Can you lay down your, your viewpoints, lay down your opinions, lay down your arguments, and love them the way Jesus loved? Sharing the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, birth, sinless life, brutal, torturous, sacrificial, atoning death for our lives, resurrection and victory over sin, shame, and death. That's the message. That's the kingdom principle that God is desiring to give to a lost and dying world. The gospel of the kingdom is that your sin and shame does not have to bind you, does not have to hold you. The grip of sin, the prison house of sin and degradation does not have to, have to hold you any longer. Christ has broken the chains and set the captive free. Amen? God is looking for a holy nation, a kingdom of priests, not of political pundits, to minister the grace and the glory and the love of Jesus Christ. Can we lay down the politics of conflict and debate and live in this godly principle of the kingdom of God. To be the greatest in the kingdom of God is the one that is the servant of all. Amen. God is looking for a holy nation, a kingdom of priests, to minister reconciliation and to bring people back to God. God spoke to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 and said, you'll, have a, you'll be the father of many nations that will bless all nations. God wanted to exhibit his glory and his wonder and the righteousness of his ways with the nation of Israel. They failed, they, they fell, they grumbled, they complained, but God had a plan. He used one man for the many, in Genesis chapter 12, in the New Testament, he used one man for the many. Christ coming down took, this, took the penalty of sin. Where sin did, did abound, grace did much more abound. And now because of the church of Jesus Christ, 
this new holy nation, this new chosen people, this new royal priesthood. Amen? Those that are saved and sanctified, faith in Jesus Christ. We are this holy nation, and it's not America. Am I going to get fired? Am I going to get stuff on Facebook? It's not America. The holy nation or the blood-bought, spirit-filled, redeemed people of Christ in the kingdom of God that preach the gospel, come back to God through Christ. That is the holy nation. Let's become this holy nation. Amen? Put aside the politics of the day. Put aside the vitriol and the hatred and serve one another out of love. Romans chapter 12. Awesome passage of scripture that speaks about the body of Christ. We are the body of Christ. Amen? We are the body of Christ. Let's go with verse 1, and we're going to close with this portion of Scripture. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship or your reasonable sacrifice. Do not be conformed to this world, fashioned or patterned after the precepts, concepts, or understanding of how the world operates, but be transformed, metamorphosized by the renewing of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for your life as a, as a royal priesthood, as a chosen generation, as a part of this holy nation serving God. For by grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. Have proper thinking about the gifts and the graces that God has given you. Amen? Operate in the way God has formed you and shaped you and love it with all, that, all of your heart. Think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, the members do not all have the same function. So we, through many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. Amen? We are members one of another of the body of Christ. As uh, we look around here, there's about 10 people gathered in this room. We are members one of another of the body of Christ. There's an eyeball over there, okay? There's a leg over here. There's the kidney over there. You get my picture? We operate in unity in, in the body of Christ because of the wonderful uh, Holy Spirit that's operating in us and through us. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. You know, all the world wants to do is make us the same. God is saying, you know what, you're different and you have different gifts. Use them for the glory of God. Amen. Stand in the diversity of unity because of what the Holy Spirit has put together. If... Um, if it's service, then serve. If you teach, teach. If you exhort or lift up, exhort and lift up. If you want to give, give generously. If you want to lead, lead with zeal and vigilance. The one who has acts of mercy, serve with cheerfulness. Let love be genuine. Abhor what is evil. Hold fast to what is good. For too long, the church has had the Stockholm Syndrome. 1973, there were bank robbers that took hostages for six days. At the end of those six days, those hostages were on the side of the bank robbers. They gave in to their captors. They submitted to their captors. They gave allegiance to their captors because of the hostage situation. 
And this is what happens with our, with our sin nature and the things that go on in our heart and in our life. There's things in our heart and in our life today as believers, Christ followers, that we're serving our captor, who is the flesh, our sinful nature. God wants to set us free from our captors. Amen. Even a week after they're being set free, they did not want to uh, go to trial and go against their captors. Are we fond of our sinful nature? Are we, do we have a fondness towards the troubles that we've had in our heart and in our life for years? Do we look upon um, the, the things of, of the old nature with some fondness? Christ wants to set us free, amen? And he wants to have us operate in this awesome authority and power of servant leadership, being a servant to all, being used up, broken bread and poured out wine for Jesus Christ. Don't serve your captors. Serve the king of kings. Don't fall into the political uh, agenda and conversation that breeds conflict and debate. Know this one thing, that there's one God, there's one Lord, there's one spirit, there's one faith, there's one baptism. Amen? And we are one body in Christ. Let's, still City Church, let's serve God in this attitude of servanthood and humility and lowliness and stay out of the conflict of the politics, the debate of the politics. Whoever's in charge, we're going to follow kingdom principles of preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, ministering to the poor, setting the captives free, and we pray, O oh God, that you will have a wonderful, wonderful revival of the presence of God in our hearts and in Lackawanna. That is our cry, and that is what we want to do. Amen? Aren't you glad that Jesus came and died for you? Amen? Are you willing to allow Christ to wash your feet today? Are you willing to have Christ come into your heart and show you these thoughts of conflict and debate when it comes to things of this earthly world, this world system. Let us renew our heart to this fact that we are king's kids and we operate in the kingdom domain of our master. In order to be operate in the kingdom of God, we have to spend time with the king. Amen? Friends, all the time we go on Facebook and watch politics and everything, if we can just rest ourselves in the king's presence and go out into to the kingdom of God as his representative, serving, loving, giving Christ's ambassador, his representative, his example, his imitation of what God is all about. Aren't you glad that we don't have to show how we behave as Christians? We show how God behaves through the Spirit's work in our heart and in our life. Let him mold you today. Let him shape you. Let him have his way in your heart and in your life. And get rid of the politics and come under the, the passion, the purpose, and the presence of God for your life and your ministry today. In Jesus' name, let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for your love. We thank you for your example, God, that to be the greatest in the kingdom of God, is to be the lowliest and to serve. We serve with authority. We serve with power. We serve because of who you are. And I pray today that the church of Jesus Christ would understand that we are one body operating with many gifts, diversity of unity, kicking out the kingdom of God, everybody operating in their giftings, 
and everybody lifting up one another, preferring one another. So, Lord, I pray for Steel City Church, God. We've been, it seems, hampered and hindered in what we want to do for your kingdom. But you know what? You are preparing us for battle. And when that starting gate flies open, forget it, world. We're ready to serve and to love and to shed the grace of God to a lost, broken, dying world. So, God, we thank you for your example. We thank you for your love. Let us love the way you love this upcoming year as we follow the sun in 2021. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you want to join us in person on Sunday morning, we'll be meeting at the Matthew Glab Post, 1965 Abbott Road, Lackawanna, New York, or you can watch our live stream on Facebook at 10 a.m. If you have any questions or would like to get involved, you can contact us at info at steelcitychurchla.com or fill out an online connection card on Facebook. See you next time.